Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, well, look at this. It's from friend of the show, Frasley Sparkspan, who, of course, writes to us from Ironforge until the gnomes one day retake Nomaragon. And he writes, Tosh Mafuni, what are your thoughts on the ecological impact of us helping the turtles reach the water? What an excellent question, Frasley. You know, a number of weeks ago, Eamon was given that very assignment as a little break from some pretty stressful missions he had been sent on. While he said he didn't find it very challenging, he did tell us he was able to get a nice crab lunch out of it. And honestly, that confused me, because I would have thought a nice braised turtle lunch would have been better. But I suppose that would have been contrary to the spirit of the thing. Thanks for writing. And I hope that answer didn't go over your head. And now, on with the news. When the Horridan Alliance invaded Pandaria six years ago, Pandarans everywhere chose to align themselves with one of the factions and become involved in the conflict. All but one, who goes by the somewhat unusual name, for a Pandaran anyway, of Double Agent. Since that fateful day when the mists parted and Pandaria found itself embroiled once again in the seemingly never-ending battle between the factions, this lone Pandaren has stood by his decision and remained on the Wandering Isle, pursuing enlightenment and personal growth exclusively through herb-gathering and mining. And this weekend, Double Agent achieved a significant milestone in this noble pursuit. Professor Talib and I joined Pandarans from all over Azeroth at the Wandering Isle this weekend to witness and celebrate Double Agent's transcendence to the highest level of enlightenment. This historic accomplishment, which no other Pandaren has matched, was an inspiring moment to observe, and Professor Talib and I were honored to be there. We traveled with this amazing Pandaren throughout the Wandering Isle as he gathered the last of the herbs and ore that he needed, and, at the end, as Double Agent was engulfed in a golden glow, he reminded us all to slow down and enjoy the journey. Wise words from a wise and inspiring Pandaren. Continuing our coverage of the events in the Arathi Highlands, we are very pleased to report that Shadowpan Senior Command and the 7th Legion have released a statement that the Shadowpan unit that had been originally reported as missing in action has been rescued with no casualties. All members of the unit have been evacuated to Proudmoor Barracks in Kultiris for debriefing and medical attention. And I know I can speak for many Pandarans and one very special Draenei when I say that this is very good news. The Half Hill Report is made possible thanks to a donation from Flightmaster Wing Na. Conveniently located right outside of the Lazy Turnip, Wing Na offers reasonably priced transport 
to all locations throughout Pandaria. Flightmaster Wing Na, the journey of life is more fun on a kite. In sports news, well, the mighty Mushans of Half-Hill Agricultural College lost their homecoming game to the surprisingly strong league newcomers, the midshipmen of Kultiris Naval Academy. It was a well-played match on both sides, but the midshipmen prevailed in the end, extending their extraordinary undefeated record to 7-0. The highlight of the match for the Mushans was a spectacular offensive series in the eighth period, which culminated in a rare reverse triple critical, a scoring play which has not been used since the famed offensive attacker Jin Sang Cranechuckle scored this in the Mushan's last recorded win against the Fighting Fells of Orgrimmar Community College over 80 years ago. Coincidentally, the venerable alumni Cranechuckle was in attendance at the game and was quoted afterwards as saying, I thought they made that play against the rules. And where's the ale? The Mushans take their 4-3 and three record on the road again next week against the Lightbringers of Argent Crusade Academy. It's time for Dwarven Dispatches with Eamon Wetbranch. The last we heard from Eamon, he was part of the rescue operation in the Arathi Highlands we noted earlier in the broadcast. So take it away, Eamon. Hello, lad. By now you will have most likely heard the news that the brave Shadowpan warriors were rescued in the Arathi Highlands. But the credit goes to the warriors themselves, who fought their way to a rallying point that the 7th Legion established along the road just south of Gosher Farm. The 7th Legion forces and Shadowpan special operations knew that the unit was trapped somewhere just in the mountains south of Witherbark village and got as close as we could. From there we set up signal flares so that the Pandarans knew where to fight towards. After hours of close combat against the troll units stationed in Witherbark, we created a break in the lines and the Shadowpan unit fought their way to the break where they joined us and were immediately transported by mages back to Kultiris. And you tell Velmic that Daolin was at the lead of the unit as they broke through. Ah, it was a beautiful and inspiring sight as the Shadowpan banner was raised up just behind the lines and began moving towards us. Well, we're back at Proudmoor Barracks, and everyone is recovering well. Not sure what our next assignment will be, but I'll keep you posted. Keep the home fires burning, boyo. Thanks, Eamon. And it's great to hear that you and everyone else is doing well. Dwarven Dispatches is brought to you by Nessingwari Safari, who remind you that no one is meant for defeat. Checking the Azeroth calendar, you have just a few days left to enjoy Hallow's End, which will be followed by Day of the Dead, so we hope you're making your plans for these celebrations. Looking forward into next month, the Moonkin Festival will be held, as well as Pilgrim's Bounty. And, of course, there are only 50 days till the beginning of the Feast of the Winter Vale. The holidays are truly upon us here in Azeroth. Time now for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with our resident Draenei food and lodging critic, Velmic. So, Velmic, 
I assume you've heard the news by now. Hey there, Tosh. Yes, and I am so happy that Tao Lin and the other Shadowpan are safe. I am sure you are. Have you have you heard from Tao Lin? Yes, yes I did. And she sent me very nice note saying that she will be coming back to Pandaria for short rest and wants to spend time together when she come. <laughs> I am very, very happy. I am so glad, my friend. That is great news. Yes, it very much good news. <sighs> so, anyway, enough about that. I think I tell you now about my trip to Green Warden's Grove in Wetlands. Oh, yes, that's right. Tell us, did, did you find the little girl who left her stuffed raptor at Refuge Point? No, I didn't. But sentinels there tell me about groups of refugees from Arathi and tell me that there was a little girl in one of groups who say she left her toy behind and wanted to go back for it, which, of course, they cannot let her do. They were surprised when I come and ask about it. But they can only tell me that all groups went south towards Stormwind, so maybe I find her there sometime. Oh, well, it's too bad she wasn't there, but at least you know she's safe. Yes, yes, I, I am thinking that I go to Stormwind soon to try and find her. Well, I hope you do. So, while you were there, did you check out the inn in Greed Warden's Grove? Ugh, yes, but really it's not much of an inn just building as part of Night Elf Outpost. Few tables to sit, but no place to sleep, and the inn didn't have kitchen, so no food or no drink. Really just place to stop for rest and maybe get out of bad weather for a short time. But interesting thing, they still find way to celebrate Hallow's End. But be careful of candy there, though. I eat some, and it turned me into gargoyle. What? <laughs> really just some sort of glamour spell. It wear off after a short time. Little startling at first, but interesting experience once I realized what happened. Only thing I worry about was, would my clothes still be on when I turn back? And? Yes, yes, my clothes still on. Belt fit a little funny, but I think maybe that was just too much candy. Anyway, while I am there, I see this large bog beast that sentinels tell me is named Rethiel the Green Warden. And he is whole reason that they are there. Many years ago, he was protector of wetlands and they hear about him from dwarven legends. They come to find him and create outposts to protect him. Although hard to tell if he is happy about this or not. There is also Moonwell there and those are always nice place to visit. So, while not much to recommend, I give Green Warden Grove two crystals because it's interesting place. But in itself, mm, just one crystal. Honestly, I think they can do better. Oh my, that, that may be the lowest rating you've given. So, listeners, looks like while you may want to visit Green Warden Grove, as far as inns go, you may want to try elsewhere. So, where to next week, Velmic? I am thinking I am staying right here in Pandaria to spend time with Daolin. And uh, maybe we spend time at the inn. <laughs> I'll let you know. Ah, I see. <laughs> 
Well, until then, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatash. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, where you'll always find the best food, lodging, and hospitality in the valley. And when you come by, make sure to ask Denden for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, and be sure to gather the cubs together tomorrow for The Beasts of Fable, a weekly series for our younger listeners where they'll hear tales of fabulous characters such as Coffee the Goat and Greyhoof the Mushan that will thrill and inspire them with important life lessons. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. BlizzCon 2018 is quickly approaching, and so is the 6th Annual World of Podcasts presented by Con Before the Storm and Medieval Times. With well over 55 different podcasts expressing interest in participating, this year's World of Podcasts will include content taking place before, during, and after Con Before the Storm. The entertainment begins on October 28th at 4pm US Pacific Time with a Warcraft-focused Pod Before the Con followed at 7pm with a Pod Before the Con previewing Con Before the Storm and covering all Blizzard franchises. These two panels can be heard live at twitch.tv slash conbeforestorm. The core of our World of Podcast programming will be recorded on the fourth floor of the Anaheim Hilton, taking place during Con Before the Storm from 5pm to 11pm US Pacific Time. This event is entirely free and open to the public, so if you're in the California area, do consider joining us. All of these panels will be available on the podcast feed for World of Podcasts shortly after the conclusion of the event. We'll wrap up our coverage of BlizzCon with a podcast recorded from Anaheim on day 2 of BlizzCon at 2pm US Pacific Time, which we'll also post to the feed as soon as possible. We can't wait to share this gathering of voices from throughout the Blizzard podcast community with you. Make sure to follow at World of Podcasts and at ConBeforeStorm on Twitter for news and updates, and for more information, visit ConBeforeStorm.com. Want more awesomeness every week? Visit weeklyawesome.com. Weekly podcasts to make your week better. Remember to smile and be awesome.